Hey guys, Metal. welcome to the Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast. My name is Metal Thrashing Mike, and today I have with me Mr. George Dimitri, and of course, the boss of Rat Salad Review Podcasting, Mr. Wayne New. Wayne, George, how the hell are you doing today? We're peachy. Yeah, we're <laughs> just doing so wonderful over here. Uh, it's just the, the weather's getting nice and cold the way I like it, and uh, yes. that's it. That's, that's what's going on. And Christmas is coming up, so I can't wait. Uh, woo uh, yeah, no, speaking of Christmas coming up, you've actually got a new song that's uh, slightly Christmas-themed, uh, Professor Finch. Yeah, it's uh, an idea that I, I kind of had to, to do. Actually, we've been doing, uh, we did a Halloween song as well. Yeah. So I said, you know what, we did a Halloween one, let's do a Christmas song. That's so, it, everybody... Arbor Day's next. What was that? <laughs> Arbor Day. Arbor Day's next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Groundhog Day. You've got the summer, you've got Bastille. Well, no, Rush already did Bastille Day. Never mind. <laughs> There's enough holidays. But uh, yeah, we came up with some cool idea to kind of like uh, work in the, uh, the uh, you know, the Grinch story into the song and even use a couple things from like the Whoville song and everything that they sing around the Christmas tree. So, uh, you know, all that's in there and we made our own story out of it and it's uh, it came out really cool. You know, I, I like it. Yeah, it turned out pretty damn good, man. Um, I'm not too big on Christmas songs, so uh... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not either. I mean, I like the classic songs. I don't like when people make like the like a remake of like the old classic songs, you know. But um, you know, I love classics, but I also like when people make original, you know, holiday music. You know, as long as it's cool. You know, there's some uh, like, like the, some sabotage stuff that they did. You know, before the TSO thing happened. You know, that was pretty cool. Like you know, stuff from like Dead Winter Dead and all that. So you know, it's kind of. Kind of in that vein, you know. Right, puppet, <laughs> puppet master by King Diamond. Yeah, that too. Yep. That's yeah. <laughs> now uh, I was gonna say I really liked. Uh, shit, I lost track of what I was gonna say. Well, fuck it, let's go on. Go ahead, George. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say it's 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 not a Christmas song, but it's got the Christmas basis to it. It's kind of like the first Die Hard movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get behind that. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why is it always Christmas time in those movies? Well, Whatever's going to sell, right? <laughs> right. Hell, it fucking worked for Lethal Weapon. That's actually my favorite action movie. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I fucking, think... I fucking love Mel Gibson in that shit. Uh, actually, I don't even think I ever saw that movie. You've never seen Lethal Weapon? How is that possible? <laughs> Motherfucker, we're going to get off topic now. Fuck this goddamn album. <laughs> We're going to do a fucking full-blown commentary now of uh, us and Wayne watching Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Wayne, you Philistine. How could you have never seen Lethal Weapon? I don't know. I just never did. Uh, I'm just I'm wow. not a huge movie guy, but uh, maybe one day. One day. Uh, one day. I said, so, yeah, I think we're actually going to do a commentary now and get Wayne on it. <laughs> there you go. I never even seen Die Hard either, so there you go. What? Yeah. Sorry. You're not my friend. What were you watching, Yentl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of cartoons. A lot of cartoons when I was younger. I watch a lot of cartoons too, so I can't say much. <laughs> so, so uh, how did y'all get started with this? Because Wayne, last time I talked to you, uh, you know, we were talking about Project Resurrect, and you know, you kind of started that to get out of a whole like band situation, and now you're kind of in a whole band. Yeah, yeah, it was something I was trying to avoid, but. Uh, like we were talking before we started the interview, me and George were doing cover songs with the Rat Side Review podcast. Yes. And 
you know, I, we were working with so many different people and our guitarist, Lou, who's also on my podcast. Um, I said, let's just start a band together because uh, George's other band, Timeless Haunt, uh, they were kind of not doing anything for a while. So I said, you know, if you want to do some music with us, then let's all get together and I'll find a singer and a keyboard player and well, let's start a band. You know, we all like each other. So I didn't mind getting into another band with people that I actually like and know. With, with adults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was a natural evolution. It was a natural. We were doing the Rat Salad Review cover stuff. So we were recording cover stuff. And we just kind of, it just evolved into, well, we've got some original ideas. Let's see what comes of that. And then from there, we just, we went crazy on writing. And I think we've written, what is it, Wayne, 17 originals now within eight months or something? Yeah, it's pretty clear. Pretty close to that. It's And the music has come so quickly. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes you, you, you hear people, you know, writing too many songs. You know, the songs don't come out to be like, you know, uh, as good as you, you think they would be. But I, all the songs that we've done have been awesome. You know, to me, have been really great so far. And um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's it's everything that we've done so far has just been really great. And uh, these are a really cool bunch of guys to be working with. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait till people actually hear the, the full album that we have. So, you know, next year is going to be a pretty cool year for us. Well, yeah, right now you're on the single train for sure. I mean, you've been pumping them out. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, because we, we actually finished the album and then we're like, well, let's hold on to the album for a little bit so we can figure out maybe like a record label to go on. And then uh, in the meantime, we'll just write some other songs, either songs for the next album or just write some singles to put out so people can know our name or whatever. We decided mm-hmm. to them as singles. So that's, that's the single train that we've been on. And we started with uh, Fate Worse Than Death. And then um, Run and Hide. Run and Hide, yep. And then uh, Mount Sinai and the Halloween yeah. single, Up in the Night. And I think there's another one in there I'm forgetting. Square Hammer. Square, square Hammer. Yes. Yeah, the Square Hammer, the ghost cover. So that was pretty funny. Right. And uh, this is another one I'm, I'm forgetting. I don't know. We've done so many songs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, everything's on Spotify and YouTube. And there's lyric videos for everything. And uh, website's coming. So it's, it, it's next, like I said, next year is going to be really cool for us. Well, I know you had to slow down with Rat Salad a little bit. Is that uh, kind of to focus on this a little more? Or is it just because it's the holidays and family time? It's Yeah, because it's the holidays. The, the band didn't really slow anything down. It's just uh, my job. Um, it's just re- really busy at this time of the year. Yeah, we, so, won't, we won't disclose your job, but yeah, your job definitely <laughs> keeps you busy. <laughs> yeah, so I just needed a break from that. And, um, you know, the, the last thing that we did was like Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest. And I think we got a little bit burnt out because that took like three months. And uh, we just need a little break. So next year, hopefully, maybe around January, maybe middle of January, we'll come back and uh, get all the shows back on again and everything. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I kind of not. I, I don't. I kind of don't miss it in a way, but I, I do because I miss you know my friends that do the show with me. So we'll be back. Yeah. No, I've been trying to take a break from this, and it just does not happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. When Ben sent the interview up, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he was taking a break. <laughs> I, I think Ben t- talks me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think to do that. Him, between him and my wife, I think my wife kind of talks me out of it too because she's like, "Come on, Mike, you don't want to lose momentum." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, but sometimes you just need a break. You know, we've been going for since 2018, pretty much straight. So you know, mm. we, we got to take a little breaks here and there. Yeah, no, and I got, I think I got a little bit about a couple of months back. So we're all right. But hey, yeah. I enjoyed bumping the night. Uh, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, I, who, who went about writing that one? 
Um, well, you can go. You can talk about this first. Uh, I don't know. How did that come about? <laughs> Do we need to call oh, Lou? I think Lou came up with guitar riff, and it just went from there, basically. Yeah, there's another again. There was another idea that I had to do a Halloween song, and and Lou came up with this um, uh, like something that was kind of very similar to like Motorhead. Like, I want to do like a punky, That's right? Yeah, I was about song. to say it's got a punky vibe to it. But yeah, um, so he the, came up the Rones type, yeah, misfits, like um, you know, type guitar riff. So that's how that became. And then um, uh, uh, Alex wrote up the lyrics, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, I think the lyric, I think the riffs to me. Some of it had kind of like a deep purple feeling, like the structure and the way it kind of changed progressions. Yeah. Yeah. I got like I, a I very classic purple yeah. vibe. Yeah, I definitely hear that. And that's kind of like how we are because you know, most of us, actually, the, the youngest one in our band is Alex, the, the singer. But, and he also plays guitar as well. So, you know, with, with George being really old and me, I'm almost old. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> he's funny. And Lou, you know, we're all around, you know, the same age except for Alex. He's the youngest, so we kind of bring in like the classic sound, and then Alex makes things a little bit more modern to us. So you know, we have a mix of, of both sounds, like a modern sound and like you, like you said, with the older classic stuff. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Definitely a variety of, of influences that that come together with these songs. I think with yeah. the keyboards in a lot of your songs too, I get except you know, bumping the night with the other ones, I get kind of like a. A dream theaterish type of vibe, you know. Yeah, just off keyboards, yeah. like particular type of tone and keyboard, you know, settings you're using. I get a, get a bit of a, a a vibe of that, and I kind of figure maybe that did that come from Alex? No, that come from uh, our keyboard player Mark. Yeah. yeah, he's he's definitely into all that, uh, you know, the Hammond organ and all those players from you know, uh, who's the keyboard players? Um, for John Lord, John Lord, yes, uh, John Lord was the guy, yeah. Rick well, that's because in the 80s, like with 80s, 80s metal, you know, keyboards were really, they were just a little texture. They really weren't in a forefront instrument. So a lot of keyboard players, because Don is like this, Timeless Haunt, all his influence were 70s players like, you know, John Lord and, and you know, ELP and, and bands like that, where the keyboards are more prominent and have more of a, you know, something to them. Yeah. Bands like Yes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, right. You know, that shit. Rush, yeah. you guys actually did cover a Rush song. Yes, we did. Actually, Severed Angel covered this song, but it's it's not a Severed Angel uh, single or anything. It's it's actually a Rat Sad Review uh, cover. So we kind of keep that one a little bit separate from the band. We don't want to. We're not going to release it as our song. So. Right. No. But no. It, it does show that the band can cover this type of material, which is just yeah. a very odd song by comparison to everything else. <laughs> but like I was telling Wayne, it's one of my favorite Rush songs. Yeah, well, yeah I, I'm not a big Rush fan, but I like that one. <laughs> Time wow. Stand Still is such an odd Rush song. It's, it I guess it's a little more poppy. It's not as proggy as their normal stuff. This one you can almost hum along to a little bit more. Well, I, I think I, maybe I like the video too because I saw you guys. Uh, you were kind of still trying to do like the where they floated around in the video thing. Yeah. <laughs> you go watch the video for the original time stand still. I guarantee you'll get a laugh off of just the cheesy 80s effects. Yeah. 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 I was trying to keep it uh, very similar to that. I wasn't going to do that, but uh, I had an idea. We all actually, uh, for the um, the ghost video that we did, I said we all need to get green screen so we can do some kind of thing in the background or whatever. And uh, it worked out a little bit. So 
when we did the time standstill video, I kind of did the same thing. We all got on our green screen, except for me and the, the keyboard player. I just, I have no room where I record my, my video, my drums. So, uh, yeah, I said, let me do something similar to the original uh, Rush video. And it came out pretty cool. I think it came out, it came out, it came out good. You have no room yeah, where you can record because your fucking CD collection. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in my garage recording all my Isn't stuff. Isn't that so. thing nuts? <laughs> fucking insane. I bet he's got stuff he's never listened to. Yeah, I still have stuff in plastic. It's still wrapped up. <laughs> it's got like an inch layer of dust that's caked on. <laughs> no. Seen down here. Come on. <laughs> I'm not dirty. <laughs> I didn't say you were dirty. <laughs> it's a reference that you've got so much stuff and just no humanly way to get to it all that it's <laughs> sitting there waiting for you to give it love, Wayne. That's all. It is. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> 40 years of uh, collecting stuff. It's amazing you've kept up with all those CDs that long. I know we talked about moving that stuff last time. So let's get into something yeah. new. Hey, George. Yeah. Who are some of your influences as far as, you know, you becoming a bass player? Uh, you know, what kind of led to that? Um, well, the joke is when I was, and there's some truth to this, when I was a teen and I was getting into music and I wanted to start getting into playing, I'm like, what's the easiest instrument to play to get an 80s metal? I'm like, oh, the bass. You just have to run an E. So that's kind of how it started. Uh, but influences, I mean, the big ones were in metal. I mean, you know, Billy Sheehan, because everybody wanted to be a, you know, a lead bass player. And of course, Steve Harris, Myron Maiden. Uh... I mean, they were the big ones in, in metal for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good place to go. Billy Sheehan, Steve Harris. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's, what's your, what, 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 see if I can talk, guys. <laughs> edit number two. Uh, yeah. Edit number two. <laughs> I'm probably just going to leave it so people can see what a jackass I am. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I do my show live. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that must not be too hard, Wayne. No, it's not. Ah, well. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, bro. I just don't do it live, and I just leave it. I'm like, fuck it. So, George, yeah. uh, what what did you uh, play on this album as far as uh, your gear, though, as far as your bass tone? Because, uh, you know, it's a great tone. Well, thank you. Uh, a Conklin GT7 7-string extended range bass, uh, and in basically dark glass effects. Okay. You know, the Alpha, again, the Harmonizer. Cool. Yeah, Alex does all of our uh, mixing. He's not just our singer or guitar player. He actually does all the mixing and um, he does yeah. mastering too, but he doesn't the master these songs. We have somebody else do it. But um, yeah, he's he's the one that makes all of our songs sound as good as they do. And George's bass sounds amazing and uh, my drums sound great. It sounds like yeah. I can actually play. And um, so yeah, Alex has been doing a great job with uh, everything between the singing. Because Alex, actually, Alex is very new at singing. When we started this band, he only sang like maybe yeah. one or two songs beforehand. Yeah. So when I asked him to join the band, because I heard those two songs, and I said, you sound pretty good, and I think you'd be good with the band. And uh, he's been doing great. Yeah, and you didn't have to pay anybody. <laughs> no, we actually do pay him. Oh, we, <laughs> we give him a little some first time. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad somebody pays you, pays him. <laughs> Yeah, he's the, he's the only one making money in the band. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, um, what? Let's see. What can we talk about? Let's talk about Mount Sinai. What inspired that song? 
Because it sounds like Mount Sinai. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it, yes, it, it kind of it, it is. It's about an actual hospital. It's about it's kind of about real events that happened to uh, somebody in the band. I don't want to go into full detail about it because uh, some people don't like to talk about the subject of the song, the actual song. But um, it kind of is based on a true event, and um, yeah. it's a lot of things that happened during uh, the pandemic and how the hospitals were, um, you know, especially in New York, how the hospitals were, you know, bringing in the patients and sending them back to the nursing homes and things like that. So it's kind of all based around that kind of, you know, time period. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's that's why it sounds as dark and as um, uh, like doomy as it does because it, it is it's, the subject matter is pretty uh, pretty, pretty upsetting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely enjoyed the doomy part of it. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I wanted to do a doomy type song, and and this came out really great. And actually, every time I listen to it, I feel depressed. <laughs> I said <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> no, no, it works. Yeah, yeah. We, we calls. I mean, calls me out to console him. <laughs> I'm a yeah. virtual hug. He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, and and with Mount Sinai, the Halloween song and 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 Running High, kind of all because uh, we we released them so close together, they kind of all fit in a uh, in like a little a little type of story together. Like Running High is about a guy that's basically crazy. And uh, he's in a mental institution or whatever. And on the single cover, if you look on the single cover in the background, you'll see the Mount Sinai Hospital. So while he's in his uh, psychiatric ward, you can see the uh, Mount Sinai Hospital where he ends right. up going to, uh, which is, uh, you know, the single. So we kind of tied in those those stories together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool. Um, so, did you guys have any... Uh, like, I know sometimes people put a cap on people when they go into a band and they say, hey, maybe don't do this or that. Was there any of that in this project where you just kind of say, well, maybe hold back a little here? Any of that? Or do you just guys just kind of go like full blown, just go loose? Uh, George, you want to take that? Uh, sure. There are we don't put limitations on ourselves or each other. We make suggestions as we kick ideas back and forth. Uh, but there's no, there's no holding anybody back. If somebody wants to go for it, they go for it. Right. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that, about the songwriting and the process itself. Uh, I mean, do you guys all live close to each other? I don't know how far Lou lives away from like Wayne or how far you live away from each other, how this goes. I don't live far enough away from Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Canada, right? <laughs> yeah. That's no, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm about three hours from Wayne. Okay. Yeah, so we he's the one. George is the furthest. Yeah. And, uh, Alex, Alex, and um, uh, and Lou and Mark are fairly close to me. Alex is like an hour away, and then Mark and Lou are about like maybe half hour or so, forty minutes. So, but we we do we record all our music from home, and we do everything through the internet, which is pretty much what every band does most of the day, in mostly nowadays. So. Yes. You know, Lou comes up, or, or or Alex comes up with a, a guitar part, or even George on the album came up had a a, a bass uh, lick on uh, you know for an older song that he came up with that we used on the album, and uh, we just take it from there. And then somebody adds their guitar part or bass part or whatever, and 
nobody says the song has to be like this. We, I'll get the guitars, I'll put my drums, I'll do whatever I want to them. And if everybody likes it, then we stick with that. And then the next person does their stuff. And that's how we do our songs. I think it comes out more, um, more unique and more makes them sound more like us, you know, instead of just going by what somebody wants us to do, you know, a little bit more human. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've definitely got a great flow to them. And I would, you know, that's one of the hardest things to do when you're doing any kind of like, quote unquote, online, you know, metal type of music is to have mm-hmm. more of a human element to your music. Because, you know, I mean, Wayne knows I do my stuff for Infernal Tyrant here at the house, and it's just me doing it. And it's right, such right. a pain in the ass to get that vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like it. Right. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> you know, it's one thing I did miss about working with a band, because I can't play anything else but drums. I'm terrible on guitar, so it, it's it's really cool to finally be working with people who, you know, know how to play their instruments and like i said we get it along and everything and, and we know we kind of know what we're gonna do now so uh, i think even though the first album's done the second album we're already kind of working on already um things are starting to get a little uh it, our songs have evolved a lot since we've started this so yeah. the next uh, album we have is going to be really cool i think are, are there going to be any more singles before the new album or are we just waiting until the new album uh, we're going to be waiting to the album hits because we're working on uh, t- talks uh, with the record label now. So, depending on what happens with that, um, I think we have to hold off. We had two singles ready to go for next year already, January and, and March, yeah. but now we're holding them back. Right. So, uh, as far as what we can expect from the new album, you know, what can we expect? We can, uh, you know, you said they evolved a good bit compared to the singles. So what are we what are we looking at for the new album as far as like maybe number of tracks, uh, any kind of vibe or any particular energy, anything that really uh, would entice people to come in? I'll let you take that one, George. Oh, okay, thanks, Wayne. Uh, ten <laughs> tracks, ten tracks on the CD. Um, at least we have noticed from the initial batch of songs on there to the later batch of songs, we've noticed an evolution in our sound. And I guess that comes from us just getting used to working with each other and, and whatnot. Um, it's a mishmash of styles. It's it's uh, yeah, melodic metal, progressive metal, power metal, symphonic metal, some thrash elements. It's all kinds of cool, I think. Good singing, good catchy melodies, great guitar work. The drums and the bass are adequate. Um, Mark <laughs> great job with the keys. I think people are going to be pleased with so We're excited that, it, that it's going to be coming out soon. And we're finalizing with the record label now to uh, um, you know, get this process started. And when you were asking about singles, uh, no, we're going to hold off on those new singles, but we do plan on releasing two or three off of the new CD you know, to preempt the actual CD's release itself. So there will be more singles coming out. They'll just be on the CD. Right. Yeah. So how much double bass did you actually talk Wayne into doing this time? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to talk Wayne into it. Wayne just did it as he wanted to do it. Wayne's very drumming is very tasteful, actually. I like what he does. He knows when to cut loose. He knows when to hold back. He knows when to uh, be in the pocket, and he knows how to carry the song. And he can express himself emotionally on his drums, which a lot of drummers can't do. They might be technically great, and they can bash the shit out of drums. But Wayne knows how to make his drums sing, too. And you don't see that so much. See, there you go, Wayne. We gave you all that <laughs> shit just so you get that one compliment. 
That was beautiful. You have my PayPal account, right, Wayne? You can forward that. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, Carl, you got me so upset now. Thank you. Wayne, Damn, we should have done this on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what to do with a compliment. He's like, oh, this no is idea. foreign territory. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I like double bass, but there's a time and place for it, you know? And I'm not I'm not a, a technical drummer and I can't do those uh, trip quadruplets and triplets and all those things on the double bass and stuff like that. So I can just do what I do. And um, I just try to keep it... I, I, I'm i not a drummer where, like, I have to overplay everybody. I, when I listen mm-hmm. to music, I'd rather hear what everybody does. And I'd rather hear guitar parts over drum parts. So I'd rather... I, I, when I play drums and when I record drums, I, I record it as... Uh, Adding to the song, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to overdo. I'm saying, well, you're doing your job. You're keeping the backbeat to everything. You're keeping everything flowing because that's what really keeps people in music. Unless you're a weirdo like me who just wants to hear the guitars, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which is I like shine. guitars. I, you know, I, I I prefer guitars over drums. To be honest with you, but you know, I play drums, so I, I, I that's what I do. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's. Anytime a guitar player writes a riff, I mean, I'll, I'll speak from experience here. I've written riffs before, like in old bands and stuff. I'd bring them and I'd be like, I don't know that it's that good. And then I'd hear the drummer play over it and I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. It's actually pretty damn good now that you're playing over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's with us too. We, we've started with songs and I'm like, I don't know where yeah. this song is going to go. And then I put my drums to it. I'm like, I still don't know. But then the, Lou will add his lead guitar and then Mark will come in with his keyboards and then and George comes in with his bass. And I'm like, Finally, you know, now the song finally makes sense. So I, I totally understand that. I think that's one of the yeah. hard parts of writing music is just, uh, you know, learning how to layer things and that everything underneath everything doesn't have to be extremely technical. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was yeah, a, a lot of people who... song on the album that we did um, uh, that kind of got really crazy, but I, I loved it because I love bands like like Mr. Bungle and, and uh, Dog Fashion Disco and, and uh, Polka Dot uh, Cadaver and stuff like that. So and it's kind of got that kind of feel in it where it's doing one thing one second and another minute it's going off to some other direction. And uh, I, I, I had fun playing it because I'm not used to playing crazy music that does that in one song. So it was fun. And I can't wait for people to hear that because I think it's, it's one of my favorite songs on the album, actually. I'm glad you said that about Mr. Bungle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's act, they, they actually have my, uh, if I'm ever feeling sad, they have my happy song. What's that? Uh, Squeeze Me Macaroni. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that one. And it is a crazy one. Oh, Mike Patton's just great. <laughs> He's one of my top favorite singers ever. So, uh, did you ever watch? Uh, they they have a a video where uh, one of the vocal coaches reacts to him. Um, I might have seen it. I watched a few of those. I can't remember which one it was. I'll have to send it to you. But I I couldn't tell if this woman was going to scream in terror, or have an orgasm when he started at one point. <laughs> he's he's very versatile in what he does, man. I mean, he can go from doing metal, then he goes to doing like love songs. It's he's insane. Well, he did. You know, he actually did the the sound effects on a video game too. Yeah, he did the sound, yeah, for that, and he also did the the Godzilla. Yeah, Ooh. he did Left for Dead. I I know that because I used to play Left for Dead. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's done. Songs. Yeah, he's done some interesting stuff. But I mean, you guys are doing some interesting stuff too, and I can't wait to hear that song that you said sounds like uh, kind of the Mister Bungle polka dot disco thing. Well, it doesn't go that far, but I'm just saying that the the difference of like the time changes and things like that, where it's like 
going crazy one second and goes back to normal and you know and don't expect Mr. Bungle to come out. Maybe just a, maybe <laughs> just, just a second of Phantomus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get a yeah. second of uh, Wayne impersonating Dave Lombardo and Phantoms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about technical. <laughs> I think I think Lombardo might have been on meth at that point. <laughs> it's it's I, so, so actually the one song um, that we have on the album, "Dogs of War," which is the first song that we ever recorded together, because it was a song that Lou had from way back in the day. Him and his friend. Um, you know, made up a song. So that's how the band started. We said, he said, I got this song. Do you guys want to work on it? And we said, yeah. So we, we did that. And that's actually on the album. It's the second song on the album. And um, at the end of that song, I had double bass and it reminded me of like something Dave Lombardo would do. So that's my Dave Lombardo moment of the album. Well, hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so I can't wait till people hear the actual full album. We also have, I don't know if you, if you know who Ralph Vieira is. He's, he makes a guest appearance on the album. The name's familiar. Yeah, he's 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 a friend of uh, me and Lou and and George too. Um, he does a podcast called Almost Almost Human, very uh, actually very uh, famous podcast almost on YouTube, and uh, he talks about Black Sabbath and Kiss and stuff like that. So uh, he's friends of us through the uh, Matt's Out Review podcast, and uh, we got him to do like a, a speaking intro on the album, and then uh, Alex's girlfriend's actually on the album. She sings uh, backups on two of the songs. She does the sing on Time Stand Still as well. Yeah, yep, she, yep, that she made her debut. This Amy Man wasn't available, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I do appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we kind of cut this thing down? Uh, just everybody go check out uh, Severed Angel on YouTube or Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, we're also on Bandcamp, so if you don't want to listen yeah. to those shitty streaming uh, platforms and just buy the actual uh, MP3. And uh, it'll sound much better. So go bank, uh, was it severedangel.bandcamp.com. And mm-hmm. uh, that's it. Uh, what, are you, you, what are you going to say, George? What? What do you have? Anything? No, I think you got it all, Wayne. Uh, was <laughs> there going to be a physical release like you did with Project Resurrect? Yes. Uh, since we're doing this uh, record label, if everything goes well with that, there will definitely be a physical release. Okay, cool. I didn't know if you were going to do the donate five dollars get your name in the booklet thing too uh I, we were planning on that if we weren't going to get a record label deal then that was the way we were going to go but um seeing things might be happening uh, we're not going to go that route but who knows we'll see what happens all right cool well guys there's plenty of room in the booklet so we can do anything yeah no absolutely well uh you know i expect my name to be in the thank yous wayne um shit i gotta do the booklet over there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> He'll be in there. <laughs> Thanks for giving me hell on your podcast, Mike. That's all it needs to say. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just put, you know, my Jim Cornette autograph actually says, uh, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. So you right. can just put, uh, <laughs> thank you. Fuck you. Bye, Mike. Or, you know, just fuck you's fine. <laughs> That's, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Original. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, guys, well, I do appreciate your time. Thank you for doing the podcast. You know, um, I appreciate any artist that comes on here, even if one of them is a boss over at the uh, podcast network I'm at. I will get some episodes to you, Wayne. Things have been a little hectic. I'll tell you about it after this. But, that's uh, that's fine. As you see, I've been lazy uploading everybody's episodes. That's okay. Oh, and RatsDownReview.com. Please go to RatsDownReview.com. And Mike is part of our network and a bunch of other shows. So go check that out. Yeah, absolutely. 
no, we love Rat Salad Review. Um, I know, like, I appreciate Wayne for that. Um, guys, be sure and check out other episodes of the podcast as well. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out for things coming out from Severed, uh, Severed Angel. They've got new stuff coming out. So keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Um, be sure and follow the this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places. You can also find me on Metalizer, which is a new social media site just for metalheads. So be sure to oh, check yeah. that out. I don't know if you I told up? Wayne about that yet. Shit. I'm way behind on stuff, man. It's been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but go check that out. Join us all on that. Um, if you get some time, uh, keep an eye out for Infernal Tyrant. I've got some stuff coming out for that. There's that shameless plug, guys. There you go. Yeah, so no, we got some new singles coming out next year. I actually have a new singer, so Wayne doesn't have to suffer through me <laughs> screaming and growling into oh, a microphone as much. And why did you decide <laughs> to do that? Why did I decide to do that? Because oh. I do not really like singing and writing fucking vocals. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed your album, so well, that's cool, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do backing vocals still with that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, Wayne's big complaint was the uh, fake drums. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's a drummer. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for listening. And uh, peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.